Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. My hope was that by August 2nd, we would have a couple of Elks highlights to incorporate into the intro. Nothing against Cam and Jack. I love hearing their voices every night to start off my show. We got Jack in the other intro to Inside Sports. I, I was really hoping, maybe even assuming, that by eight games into the season, we'd have an exciting Elks player to, in a win, mind you, in a win, to have incorporated into the Inside Sports intro. We will hope that that happens this month. Of course, the Elks on a bye week next Thursday, August 10th. They play Winnipeg at Commonwealth Stadium. It's on this station, 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff and the game at 7. Blue Jays on the field against Baltimore. It is the bottom of the fourth. There is no score. We'll keep you updated on that one. This portion of the show presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. As we told you as the show last night was winding down, it broke at about 7.30. By the way, the Blue Jays just scored. They go up one nothing. The Ryan McLeod gets a two-year deal with the Oilers. Average annual value of $2.1 million. He was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer earlier today, and he talked about avoiding salary arbitration. The goal was obviously to come back to Edmonton, and you know I don't think any player really wants to go through arbitration. I think it's fun for you know the player or the team. So you know happy to get it done before before that, and uh, looking forward to the season now. All right, so McLeod hoping to keep building here. Pretty good season last year. I mean, he missed about a third of it with injury, unfortunately, but pretty productive. Certainly seems uh, that he's grown a lot in confidence, in performance, and just sort of his uh, demeanor and the way he uses his body and his speed on the ice. And he talked to Stoff about last season and where they need to grow. I think it was uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs to this group. I think the thing we got to work on as a group is being more consistent and, and uh, bringing it every night. You know, I think when our team is playing at our best, you know, no one really could uh, can hang with us. So that's a good sign. But I think the consistency needs to to be there. And then going to next season, I think you know we're just a really motivated group. I think no one's really too happy after last season or, or you know winning one round. So I think we have a lot to prove, and then uh, we're a hungry group coming in. Well, and I, I think we've been hearing that word hungry for the last two or three years now from the Edmonton Oilers, who are a legit contending team. I mean, maybe you heard Frank Cervelli on Oilers now saying that the the Oilers are and should be for years to come, as long as especially both Drysdale and McDavid are on the roster. They should be on a short list of about six or seven teams that you can list as, as top-notch contenders every season. And here's what Ryan McLeod had to say about the upcoming year. I think everyone's super excited. Uh, I think we're all going to head back pretty early and, 
and kind of get things rolling. The group is super motivated, obviously, not the way we wanted to end the season last year. But I think, you know, the group we have for this year, it's, it's most of the same guys, you know, a few additions. So we're, uh, we're super excited to uh, get the ball rolling and, and hopefully make a, you know, big, uh, big step this year. All right, so a little bit there from Ryan McLeod earlier today on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Happy to hear from you this evening, whether you want to talk McLeod, the Elks, whatever else is on your mind from the world of sports. Jason Strudwick is coming up between 6.30 and 7. My old friend Jason, he's always awesome to have on the show. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way. You can send me an email inside sports at 630ched.com on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. We, uh, of course, have been talking a lot about the uh, the Elks this week, even though it's their bye. They made the change with the offensive coordinator on Monday. Stephen McAdoo booted out of that role. He goes to become an advisor on defense. And somebody said to me, how do you how do you move a guy from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball? And I said, well, if anybody knows about preventing points from being scored, it should be Stephen McAdoo. But Jarius Jackson takes over as the new offensive coordinator. A lot of the talk around the Elks and being shut out twice, being seldom able to move the ball or or score a lot of points, has centered around the passing game. Taylor Cornelius has not played well at quarterback. He was replaced as the starter for one game by by Jarrett Dagey, who had his own struggles against Ottawa. Cornelius just looked completely shattered uh, playing that game against the BC Lions on Saturday. McAdoo's play calling continued to be confounding, to say the least. A lot of short stuff, a lot of stuff behind the line of scrimmage, and they just couldn't get anything going. So, quarterback's going to change. It's either going to be Daggy or Ford. We'll see how that goes as they prepare for the Bombers. And Jackson, as the play caller, said we got to try to get the ball down the field a little bit more and reel off large chunks of yardage. So, a lot of it on the passing game. Milt Stiegel from the CFL on TSN, one of the all-time great receivers in the league, was on this show last night, and uh, he made a a comment, perhaps not the most optimistic comment, perhaps not the one that's going to make the Elks fans feel particularly good, but he did make a point that I think it's it's valid to acknowledge. He says the Elks running game isn't that good either. Not at all. And... Back before these other leagues got going and before the NFL expanded their practice roster, it was easy to make those changes. You know, you you would get the, the first cuts from the NFL or you had guys at home because there were no other leagues waiting to play, but it's different now. You got the XFL and USL and NFL expanded their practice roster, so those guys just aren't jumping at a chance to get to the CFL now. It's a lot more difficult than what it was. You're hoping that you got some guys on your practice roster or you can plug guys off other teams' practice roster. But sometimes those guys just aren't good enough. Sometimes you have to stick with what you have, which is unfortunate. So I'm sure Chris Jones and G. Roy and and their scouting staff are are going all over the place, uh, you know, looking under every single rock, trying to find the best product they can. But sometimes it's just not there right now because what's going on in the States with the two leagues and the NFL expanding their practice roster. Well, we've talked about that. Not easy to, to get talent. I, I know some people have mentioned to me, well, can the Elks, uh, you know, do that 
airlift, as it's called, as NFL training camps move along to bring in cuts and players. Well, maybe, but you know, easier easier said than done. So the Elks have made some changes. They can't overhaul everything at this point, and they're not going to. We'll see what happens with the new quarterback and the new OC. But the fear here, and I think we've seen it a little bit from the Elks in terms of body language and performance late in games and, and Milt Stiegel brought this up the uh, the fear that uh, the Elks are simply losing hope yeah hope hope there there there's very little hope that you have an opportunity to win games because you haven't won games and you've been able to hold some teams uh, hold the game close uh, you know going into halftime but you've also had two games where you didn't score a point you didn't score a point. You had a game where you scored seven points, and you haven't won a game. And David Sanchez, now we always talk about this. I've been on teams where this happened, where guys are, and you don't want this to happen, but it happens. Guys are start thinking about themselves. You know, I got to take care of myself because they're going to start making some changes, and I have bills that I have to take care of. I have a wife and kids. I have family. I want to continue living this lifestyle. So, yes, this is a team sport, but I have to make sure that I'm here. And once that happens, it gets tough. I've been in that 1997, Ryan, Jeff Reinbold's first year in, in Winnipeg, that, that seeped in because it was a revolving door. And once that starts, guys start thinking about themselves. They start saying, okay, it's got to make sure I do my job. I'm not concerned what you guys are doing. I got to make sure I do my yeah. job. And it becomes difficult to win games. And I guarantee you 100% that is what's going on. No guy will admit that, but that's what's going on in that locker room. And I understand it's human nature. It's human nature. Yes, it is a team sport. But at some point, you got to say, I got to take care of myself. It's unfortunate, but it how is, it's how it works. All right. That is Milt Stiegel, a, a cut from his appearance on Inside Sports last night. And I think that's a fear he referenced. It happened earlier in his career, 1997, with the Bombers. I look back at that season. They were bad. They went 4-14. Four and 14. They lost a couple. They gave up over 60 points in one game. They weren't very good. And uh, I, I hope that does not take over the Elks. I hope maybe they get a win or two and uh, they find something to fight for. But that is, a, that is a valid concern when it starts really going bad for a team. Can you stick together? or do guys just start thinking more about their own paychecks and their own futures in pro football as opposed to making the entire team better? Legitimate concern for sure. Uh, I I can't hear it, but Kellen was telling me there was an emergency alert that went o- over the air during that clip. We got a thunderstorm warning, Kellen. Is this for Central Alberta? Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's coming up on the TV here yes. so I can read this. Uh a severe thunderstorm warning for South Central Alberta, Wolf Lake, Cynthia, Brazo Dam, uh, Sunchild, so uh, they're tracking a thunderstorm capable of producing strong winds, uh, large hail. Uh, so for south-central Alberta, that is uh, coming through. Uh, just reading that on the fly. So if you're in the air- those areas, you're probably seeing some of this weather forming yourself. I'm happy to give people updates. We do this sometimes when we have extreme weather on the show, 780-496-0063. Sometimes it's good to let people, other people know what's coming maybe it's it's hit your neck of the woods and and it's moving on to uh you know a, a neighboring county or a neighboring town so uh you, you can uh you can use us to help communicate with other people for sure 7804960063 uh quickly though Kellen let's get uh hit me with one or two texts here before we get to our next guest for sure a couple on the Ryan McLeod uh re-signing with the Oilers here we've got Barry texting in and says good deal for the Oilers and Ryan McLeod he has speed and tenacity i think he will hit 20 goals this year or next 
Well, that'd be that'd be amazing if the Oilers could actually get 20 goals out of a third-line player. He did have 11 in 57 games last year, so played basically two-thirds of the year, got to 11 goals. I think if Ryan McLeod can get to 15, I think that's going to be pretty helpful. That's going to be a pretty good year for him. Mm-hmm. Lawrence texts in and says, McLeod will be a good regular season player, but I think he lacks to jam to succeed in the playoffs. You guys keep talking like he played well in the playoffs this year. Excuse me. Uh, he says, excuse me, zero goals. Isn't tough enough to come through when it matters. That is from Lawrence. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't write McLeod off as, as a playoff performer because he didn't score in the playoffs last season. I, I mean, five assists in 12 games. Sure, he would have loved to score. I, I do think the line of Fogel... Ryan and McLeod had some pretty good games and they were pretty good five on five against Vegas uh, for most of the series. Sure, you'd always like a little bit more finish. um, But look, I I think McLeod took a step forward last season. He's still, well, he'll be 24 by the time the season starts. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's still hopefully uh, entering his prime. Yeah, I mean, that's something I talked about. Do the Oilers have enough gamesmanship, enough, you know, nastiness, you know, some of the things we saw from Vegas um, to win the Cup? Legitimate concern for sure. Uh, I... I mean, I don't know if uh, if that's uh, all on McLeod, though, that, that, that the team might be lacking some of that. 780-496-0063. We got a really cool story with a uh, local artist and his connection to football when we get... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back. You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, Jason Strudwick uh, coming up after the 630 News. That'll be fun to catch up with him. Want to welcome to the show now a really cool story here. You may have seen uh, earlier today now that Elks game against Winnipeg on August 10th is going to be the Indigenous Celebration Night, and they're going to be wearing a uh, a special logo on their helmets for that game, and it was designed by this gentleman, Conrad Plews. Conrad, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Hi, Reed. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, you hopping on. Uh, you know, I've read a little bit about you on the Elks uh, website. Uh, the the short version of you is you're a Métis artist of a Cree background. But tell us a little bit about uh, your Indigenous heritage and also about uh, your artistic background. Um. Well, yeah, my family is from Alberta, from Alberta North, but I grew up in Edmonton my entire life. And... Um, I'm also a tattoo artist, and I own three tattoo shops in Edmonton, uh, Black Market Tattoos. Um, and that's my name was given to the Elks as a possible artist who'd be interested, and of course I was. And, uh, well, you can see what I came up with. So it's a uh, it's a stylized version of the uh, of the elk logo, not of the double E. Uh, people can go to goelks.com and take a look. I, I think it looks great. It kind of to me um, uh, it looks uh, you know very sort of active and alive. I guess what words I would be used to describe it. Yeah. Would you would you get this assignment though? I mean, man, oh man, you you like do you do double E's? Do you do an elk? Do you do something else? How did you sort of approach this? 
Well, well, luckily, I, I had some inspiration. There was a contest that the Elks had with uh, for Orange Shirt Day to do an Indigenous stylized picture. And a young man named Isaiah um, Asuskapo, he won this design that he submitted, uh, just a young a youth at the time. And um, so I, I largely based it on that because I wanted to give a nod towards that, but I also wanted it to still be identifiable as an Elks image. And uh, but I like again I, I like the words you use but I, I like that I want something dynamic a lot of energy uh, and that's exactly what I was going for. Yeah, it, it looks like the elk is sort of uh, ready to take off or run after and, and tackle somebody. So I, I think that's yeah. uh, uh, that's pretty cool. Did you um, now? I, I'll just tell you a quick story. A few years ago, I got to interview Todd McFarlane, who designed that flying oil drop jersey for the Oilers yeah, that they used yeah, to wear. I know, I know yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, he's, artist, yeah, yeah. And, and he said he told me I had eight versions but I only showed them my two favorite choices because you never want to risk that somebody's going to pick your eighth favorite uh, design. How, how many designs did you have and then present? Um, I definitely had a few on the go, um, but the one that you, you saw or that everyone's seen is the one I did feel str- most strongly about. I had another version that was a little more closely um, visible as the, the original logo, but I'm very happy. I gave them both to look at, but I was hoping that they would go with this one. And they definitely did. Um, they loved it. And, uh, you know, I, I can't. I can't be more thankful that they did, because uh, that was the one my heart was in for sure. Yeah. Well, it, it looks great, and you mentioned obviously being an Edmontonian. Tell us about. Uh, uh, and and if you don't have a big one, that's 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 fine. But you're on a sports show, so I get asked. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your sports uh, fandom. Do you watch a lot of games? Do you go to a lot of games? What are you into? I try to go to a lot of games. I know one of my favorite things, especially as a teenager and growing up, was going to the games. And what, I, what I've what i loved about going to them is just the – I really felt like you were part of Edmonton community because you, you, it was not just about the game and who was winning or, or anything like that. It was about being part of the community. And that's what I've always loved, and that's why I was so happy that they reached out to me to do this. Um, so I'm definitely definitely been a fan of the uh, you know Edmonton football all, all my life and I'm just so so blessed that I get to be a part of it now. Yeah, well, uh, good for you. And well, you know what, Conrad? If they actually win wearing this helmet, they might have to wear it all the time. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I am crossing my fingers. I, I that that is what I hope will happen for sure. Yeah, I think uh, looking for anything that might be a little bit of a spark. Uh, so, so that's uh, that's that's really cool for you. Now, how how long? Like when? When did this process start for you? Was this like a a long labor to get this done, or what, how did it play out? You know what? It actually happened fairly quickly. It was just this summer, and um, it, it it came along pr- pretty quickly. Actually, as far as um, I, I submitted my designs to them as quickly as I could, knowing that there was going to be um, you know maybe some some changes or some alterations, but pretty much it was what what I brought was almost uh, exactly what they needed. If anything, I was the one who was more picking it apart and trying to make it perfect. So that was, uh, it, it happened relatively quickly, I would say. Okay. And I'll just ask you one more. I, I mean, it's sort of been, uh, as you know, there's there's a lot of uh, sort of debate and sometimes a lot of anger in the world. Um, you know, the NHL has had a lot of special nights that now they're not going to have or they're not going to wear the special jerseys. Some of that's related to pride, but sometimes it comes up with other things. Mm-hmm. Why, why, mm-hmm. Is it, why is it important for the Elks to have an Indigenous celebration night in your mind? Well, I, I think on their part, they wanted to have a gesture of inclusivity. Um, 
And what I what I think with this logo going forward for Indigenous people, it allows us to take some ownership of it, whereas before it wasn't our story, right? And this is this gets to be something that we get to own. But what I what I hope that it's all Edmontonians will feel some ownership and appreciation for it, and I, I think that is is really important to me that uh, that that happens. Um, so, and, and one of the things that they're doing too is the proceeds for the merchandise is going to the Indigenous Sports Council of Alberta. So that was another thing that I was really happy that we were doing. Right on. Well, Conrad, uh, love the logo. Okay, uh, Conrad, do you still have me? Yes, I do. Okay, we just had the emergency alert come on, so that's obviously really important. But before I let you go, uh, it, it tell, remind everybody about the uh, the tattoo work you do and where they can go meet you in person if they want. Yeah, it's called Black Market Tattoos. We have three locations at Edmonton on the north side, south side, and the west end. And we've been open for over 15 years, so we've been around for a long time. We're a big part of the city. Conrad, all the best. Great job on the logo. Hope to meet you in person someday. Great. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you. That is Conrad Plews checking in, designer of the uh, Elks Indigenous-themed logo that they will wear on the helmet next Thursday against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Back with Struts Inside Sports on Ched. 